Hello and welcome to the second episode. No one else struggles like this. My name's Laura. I'm a mindset coach and I help stuck women to clarify their goals and to take meaningful steps towards these goals without constant overwhelm. I used to have a real identity that I was stuck in life. And I used to often say to myself, no one else struggles like this. And I often would get overwhelmed. And I feel like even saying overwhelmed is an understatement because I would just be crippled by it. And I would try all sorts of things to get myself out of being stuck but I just had such an identity around that that was who I was, I was stuck. And until I had a huge life change and I could change my job and have all these different things, that I would be stuck. And every time I would choose a challenge to go for or a way to get unstuck, I would start and I would hit the dip. And the dip is something that everybody hits. It's really, really normal. And it's the place where when you start, you decide something and you feel really excited and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's gonna be great, it's gonna be easy. I'm gonna feel so motivated. And you start and as you learn things, you realize how difficult the journey is gonna be. And often you hit or you end up in something called the dip. And the dip is that place where suddenly you think this is a terrible idea. Don't know why I'm doing this. I can't do this. I should just give up. And the dip is something that everyone goes, gets to. And it is a normal place and it's something that can be worked through. But often in the past, I would get to the dip and I would just think it was, I shouldn't be there and that it was a sign that it was all wrong. And so I would hit the dip and I would give up. And that is probably one of the worst things I could have done for my self-esteem and for my journey because I started to get an even worse identity that I was stuck because everything I tried I'd given up on because I hit the dip and I just thought oh no nothing's right for me nothing's right for me and back when I used to struggle like this like the title of this ep- not struggle like this back when I used to have this mindset and I used to struggle, I used to say to myself, no one else struggles like this. And I wonder, do you ever say this to yourself or kind of any variation? I think it's really normal because when you're in the dip, you feel like nobody else has ever been in the dip. Like nobody else could ever understand how hard it is for you in that moment. And perhaps they can't. But this episode hopefully will give you some rational thoughts on the dip and help you know that it's really, really normal. And so if you are in this place, the place where you're telling yourself, no one else struggles like this, try to be open to the possibility of any one of the things that we talk about today. Because whilst the struggle might be real, the mindset areas we talk about here are also real and could be a game changer for you in future to help you move through the dip and into the empowering place after the dip and into the next dip because after one dip comes another dip because it's a cycle because once you've once you've moved forward and you've moved past this it's great because it feels so easy but you'll probably do something else and you'll hit another dip 
and in the dip it's so hard to see rationally sometimes and I think as well if you're listening to this and you're in the dip you're probably like yeah this is easy for you to say but know that I have been in this place and then I have been out and I've gone back in and I've clawed my way out and I've gone round and round and round and it's hard every time but the more you do it the more you recognize it as something that is totally normal and part of the journey the more you will be equipped to move through it and to not give up and to also be empathetic to other people who are in the dip so my first thought on when I used to think like this or when I think like this still because sometimes we all have those days where everything just feels like it's too much and why are you doing this but the first thought is that it takes so much energy for me to feel this way I'd sit there and I'd go no one else struggles like this and I'd be moping and I'd be thinking and overthinking and thinking more and finding examples of, oh, look, this person's done whatever, they don't struggle like this, oh, you know. And the truth is, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if somebody else is struggling more or less than you. And yeah, I'm saying this today, and today's a good day. And sometimes in the thick of the dip, I feel different and would probably want to tell me right now to F off saying it doesn't matter because when you're sat there and you're comparing yourself to other people, it doesn't feel that way. But it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter whether or not they struggle like that because you are the person there now struggling like that. And the point isn't whether you're struggling more than somebody else or whether anyone else does or doesn't struggle like that. The point is, let's get through this and preferably without giving up. Let's get through this in an empowering way. And also, I sometimes think that it was and is quite arrogant of me and uncaring to assume anything about anyone else's struggles. Because, like I said, someone else's struggles don't matter. The comparison is moo. I can never feel what they're feeling exactly and I never truly will. I can empathise with other people from having been in this place myself but the difference in this story I'm telling myself is that no one else has been here, no one else has understood how I'm feeling, no one else has had it this bad and how can I know that? And how am I going to treat someone else when I believe that they don't struggle as much as I do? I'm going to be uncaring and unkind. So that's another thought in terms of your thinking that it's very internal, it's very me, me, me. But actually, if you open yourself up to the possibility that somebody else is struggling just like you, you could maybe help each other. You could maybe connect with that person or you can connect with somebody deeper in future who is struggling when you're out of that place but you can understand exactly where they've been or almost exactly because like I say, you will never truly know. And another point is that sometimes even if I do accept that somebody else struggles, it doesn't always make me feel a whole lot better anyway. 
it's nice to be seen and it's nice to know that somebody understands, but the struggle's still real. I'm still in a place of struggle. If somebody else is there with me, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have a buddy. It's nice to have someone who understands. It's nice to have someone to be kind to and to bounce ideas off and to cheer on when you're sat in that dip together. But you're still in a place of struggle and you still have to work through the struggle in order to get out or give up because, you know, I've been there. Sometimes giving up is what you do, but hopefully not. Hopefully that's why you're listening to this episode, because giving up is not an option. And so getting yourself out of the dip is. Something I've noted about myself when I think about the times that I have been in this mindset is that it was often a form of berating self-talk I would use. Often I would say, nobody struggles like this. And then the implicit next sentence I would use would often be a put down. It was often followed with a negative comment about me that I wasn't as clever as other people or I wasn't as talented or that I would never be able to do it because, you know, I, I was lazy. And that is a really unhelpful way to talk to myself. And it was almost like I was using this sentence and this comparison as a weapon against myself. And I imagine when you're listening to this, you're probably thinking how horrible, can't believe she does that, but look into yourself. Do you do this? Because often we do things to ourselves that we would never dream of doing to other people or saying to other people. And the truth is that our thoughts lead to our feelings. So when I'm thinking things like, oh, no one else struggles like this, and that I'm silly or stupid or thick for not being able to work this out that leads to a feeling and what feeling does that lead to does that lead to a feeling that is gonna lead me to take action probably not it leads me to feel unworthy and less than and like I said our thoughts lead to our feelings and from there our feelings will lead to our actions and our actions are obviously what we do so if I'm feeling unworthy and less than is that going to empower me to be more is that going to empower me to do more is that going to empower me to work this out and it's okay for it to be hard it's still going to be hard but if my feelings are just defeated i'm not going to take action and if i don't take action i'm not going to get any results and i think that the way I look at my self-talk is something that I just didn't even acknowledge as a negative thing or a powerful thing for such a long time. It was until I heard someone say, how we talk to ourselves is how we ultimately talk to those we love the most because it comes out in our actions. You know, I imagine hearing this, you wouldn't dream of speaking to another person in a way that you might talk to yourself in your head sometimes. Um, Especially if, like me, you have had a pretty vicious inner critic. I would be horrified to speak to somebody I love that way. But the truth is, if you keep speaking to yourself in this way, eventually it's going to come out in how you act and how you speak to other people. And I would be horrified to talk to a baby or a child or someone I love in this way to be so nasty to them. 
So I have embarked on a long journey where I have worked on learning to talk to myself constructively and to be kinder to myself because if I make a mistake or if I do something less than perfectly, it doesn't make me an unworthy, hideous person. It makes me a human being. And yes, I want to just clarify because I know that lots of people feel that this is the way they motivate themselves to get things done. Speaking to yourself nicely does not mean not giving yourself a kick in the butt sometimes. And it doesn't mean ignoring it when you procrastinate. But it's not making this mean that you're an innately bad person for your mistakes and your struggles. Or making it mean that I'm an innately bad person for my mistakes and struggles. And like I say, this hit home for me, having a baby and realising that I am going to raise this child. And I don't want to raise him thinking that I'm an awful, judgmental, horrible person. And I don't want him to treat himself that way. And... So like I said, talking this way, not just in terms of a baby, but it it does encourage you to be dismissive of other people's feelings and saying that, oh, they aren't trying as hard as you are. Um, And that, that makes me feel like a bitch. So think about your inner voice. Do you struggle with this? Be kind to yourself. Don't, don't use that inner voice to then tell yourself off for having a bad inner voice because it's such a cycle. But just note that this is something that you do and that's something that if you work on this, it's going to lead to a really big change in your life. So an interesting um, fact that I read somewhere is that often a woman's inner voice takes on the voice of somebody we know. And this does not mean that that person you know is a horrible, judgmental person and it's nasty to you, but it often just takes on the voice of somebody we know and knowing this it can be helpful because you can notice that it's that person's voice happening in in, when those things are happening and you can note that that's your inner critic speaking um and it's often apparent um so who does your inner voice sound like for me it's one of my parents and um, I debated whether to say this, but yeah, I have I have a friend and it often takes on their voice. And like I said, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just the voice that it takes on. But I think sometimes acknowledging who it is can just be thought-provoking um, and allow you to recognise that it's happening. The final thing is that speaking to myself in this way and allowing these thought cycles to continue drives me towards both feelings of overwhelm because feeling that you're only one struggling like this feeling that you're inferior because you're struggling like this obviously you're going to feel overwhelmed you're not going to know what to do because you're already in a place where you're stuck and you don't know exactly what to do and that additional pressure is going to freeze you you're going to feel too overwhelmed to do anything and you also might lead to burnout because you're spending so much energy working on this subconscious issue trying to push through it but not pushing through it in a constructive way I would lead I would get overwhelmed and I would often burn out because I would be doing things but not doing the right things and I would feel incredibly stressed that I was going nowhere so if you want to catch this and to stop this kind of cycle first let's just be slow and be kind 
because there's a good chance that if, like me, you have an inner critic that often speaks up, you have probably been doing this for quite a long time. And you're not going to be able to just wake up tomorrow and not have that voice pop up in your head. So start slow, start kind, and try to just start to be aware. Try to pick up once a day and catch yourself and think, hmm, that's my inner critic speaking. And when it happens, pause, because you've noticed it. You can pause and you can imagine someone else did whatever it is that your inner critic is responding to. Imagine a close friend, a close relative, somebody you love has done exactly what you've just done. What would you say to them? Is it what your inner critic just said to you? Or is it something else? Is it something kinder? Is it something more constructive? Try to say it to yourself. And then as you do this, as you get used to this, move up, try to catch it more and more. And try to question the voice. Is it true? Is it is it true? And sometimes it, it can even be useful to write down what the voice is saying because amazingly, it often repeats the same things. It often repeats the similar criticisms. And if you know these things, you can be like, you said that yesterday and the day before. <laughs> like, think of something new. And you start to catch it, you start to pick up on it, you start to believe it less, and you start to replace the thoughts for nicer ones, for kinder ones, for more constructive ones. Until more often than not, you're nice to yourself. Until always you're nice to, to yourself. And being nicer to myself has, it's allowed me to do things like starting this podcast. Because the truth is, if I listened to everything my inner critic said, I wouldn't be sat here doing the podcast. I'd be sat in a hole crying because everybody might laugh at me. But I'm here, and I'm proud to be here. And my inner critic does speak up. She does say things that are less than constructive because she doesn't want me to be embarrassed. She doesn't want me to be shamed. And that's useful and that's helpful. And I shouldn't be nasty to her for that. But what I have to do is catch what she says, maybe thank her for it, and move on and through and not let it be the final story. Let the final story be something kinder. So something else to think about is, I think I mentioned, is it true? Your mind, I had a, a coach I listened to and I really like and I'm on her coaching program, um, Sam Laura Brown. She says, your mind is a filthy liar. And I think that's a really funny way of putting it. Because it's true. Regardless of how I'm saying that nobody else struggles like this, I can't ever know if it's true because I can't be someone else at work. So sometimes in this sense, I like to think of my mind or my inner critic as a con artist. It likes to tell lies to reinforce its story. It's trying to help. It's trying to get something positive for themselves out of the story. And when I think of it like a con artist, I kind of imagine like a cheeky chappy, um, a person I try to be fond of because I'm trying to create a positive image of this person rather than creating a negative image of the con artist, which would only reinforce the inner critic and make them even more vicious. So I try and look fondly at them, that, you know, they're a bit charismatic, they're good at what they do, they're very convincing, but they're a con artist. 
And when I know that and I can see them acting, I can look at them and go, I'm not sure if this is true. And in the moment, I'm still not quite there with checking myself on this, with whether exactly in that moment going, hmm, I'm not sure if that's true. And this is especially true when I'm in a spiral of any kind, like a shame, an overwhelm, frustration, fear, spiral, which is often a place I'm in when I'm saying, no one else struggles like this. But when I'm in a calmer place afterwards with retrospect, and when I'm sitting down and being purposeful, I am managing to think like this and to see that not everything I'm telling myself in my head is true. And finally, often when I am using this sentence, no one else struggles like this, or similar sentences, or whatever comes afterwards, I am often in a place where I am overthinking. I am really caught up in my head and there is absolutely no way that I am gonna be able to think myself out of this place. And thinking is just digging me deeper into the hole. And so I need to snap this cycle, burst the bubble, whatever you wanna say. I need to get out, I need to broaden my perspective, I need to get some sleep or do some exercise. And in the past, this was especially hard to do when I was sat at work, a job I didn't like, I was unable to leave and I was thinking like this about life because I was thinking, 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 doing a job I didn't enjoy. I was sat in a pretty bad place and I was in a cycle. But the truth is, this is a sign of overwhelm and burnout and that I'm too close to something, too close to obsessing on an idea or a dream rather than taking action. And another way I know I'm in this place is because my instinct is to push more, to think more about it, try to look up more and more on the internet rather than just choosing something and sticking with it and taking action. It's to try and take on more information, to think about more information, which in itself then contributes to the cycle and adds to the overwhelm and the cycle needs to be broken. And often the way for me to break it is the opposite of what I think I need to do. For example, I am in this cycle and I'm thinking more and I should perhaps be doing some exercise instead, getting out and having a walk. But in my head I'm saying, I can't possibly go out for a walk right now, I need to solve this. I need to work something out. But the truth is, I need to break the cycle. And in general, I keep a list now of overwhelmed things. And if you wanna check out my Instagram, I post them there once in a while. Um, each idea. So I basically have a list of go-to things so I don't have to think about it when I'm overwhelmed. All I have to do is worry about recognising that I'm overwhelmed and know that I pick up the list and I choose one. And to be honest, it doesn't matter what I choose to do from the list, I just do it. Because when I'm sat there being overwhelmed, the thing I'm doing, it's not going anywhere. So I just need to do something from the overwhelm list. And yes, it's hard because it sometimes feels like I'm wasting time doing the wrong thing. But if this thing from the overwhelm list doesn't help, I can try the next thing. But that's never been a situation that I've needed. Every time I've chosen something from my list of things to help me when I'm overwhelmed, it has broken the cycle and I have felt better. Because there is absolutely no shame in a break in this circumstance. Because you're not moving forward in this state anyway, no matter what your mind is telling you. And one of the best ways to get rid of the overwhelm, like I said, is to get up and get out. Go for a walk or do some exercise. More exercise, I find even a run or whatever is helpful because it just 
clears your mind and it refreshes your mind. So I've mentioned burnout quite a bit in this episode, but I think it's something that I'm going to cover in more detail in another episode of its own. But it is basically the destination when I have, especially when I am overwhelmed and I'm pushing through the overwhelm, I'm too close to something, I'm working too long and I'm stuck in my own head. And I think, like I said, this is a universal problem. I think everyone suffers from this sometimes. And get your overwhelm list. Make the list of ideas you hear online. Look at my Instagram, there's some on there. And know that the first one I'm giving you is to get up, get out. So to end the podcast, I just want to reinforce it is so normal to think like this, to think that nobody struggles like this and try not to beat yourself up with this because maybe other people do struggle, maybe they don't. But are you able to look at your own mindset and make steps Stems? steps to change the situation and to move past the struggle even if moving past it is just committing to not give up right now you know to, to know that okay it doesn't feel like it but I'm in the dip but I'm not giving up I commit that I am not giving up even if I'm not going anywhere at this moment and if you can commit to that that's great like go get it or if you can commit to more just moving past it and actually taking action rationally go get it and if the answer is no that's okay are you able to get curious with yourself in a kind way and explore this in more detail and to try not to normalize the thought no one else struggles like this because imagine if every time you thought that thought that thought thought that thought that sounds a bit of a tongue twister and you thought okay nobody else struggles like this and you thought hmm It's really strange that I'm thinking this because usually I don't think this way. Wouldn't that be a much more empowering way to think about this rather than nobody else struggles like this and then add a sentence that is a put down of yourself. And finally, uh, like I said, often when we're in the situation of struggling, we use general and vague terms, struggles like this. Like what, what is struggles like this? Struggles with what exactly? Notice in this situation how your mind has not been specific. Get specific, get a list, make the issue tangible, write down exactly what you're struggling with. Because if you're able to identify the specifics, once you have the list, you will at least be able to look for constructive ideas and actionable ideas to make the change. And like I said, get up and get out. Go to whatever you might be building as your list of things to do to get you out of overwhelm and do one and maybe you never know you'll be out on your walk or doing your list and the idea will come to you because you have relaxed and you have let it go so I really hope that this episode has helped anyone who has had this thought or who is in the dip right now keep going I see you it's so normal, you will work through this if you are committed to do so. It does not matter if it takes you a long time or not a long time. The key thing is to work through this because I respect you for doing it. I respect you for working through it no matter how hard or easy you judge what you're doing right now should be. If it is hard for you, if you are struggling, if you are in the dip, I have nothing but respect for you for making moves for trying to get out, for trying new things, and even just for being committed to work through it. 
So I hope the episode has helped. I want to be clear in almost every podcast episode that it's not that I was stuck and now I have the perfect life that everyone should look at and everyone should emulate and learn from me. The reason I think and reason I am inspired and the reason I want to coach people who are stuck or are facing similar struggles to me is because I know how hard it is and I have nothing but respect for people that are in these situations that want to bring themselves out. And this is why I was inspired to start this podcast series because I would absolutely love and be honoured to help anyone who might be facing these similar struggles. The struggles that I have worked through and the struggles that I am still working through because it's not a linear journey. You step forward, you step back a bit, you step forward some more, you step... And that's normal. That's really normal. And even when you work through a struggle, you've levelled up, there's a new struggle. And that's life. So I would love to coach you and I do have room on my six week one-on-one coaching program where you can spend six sessions with me getting unstuck, moving past overwhelm and towards your dreams and just having that bit of guidance and oversight where you're going to be the one doing the work. It is still all you. But sometimes a coach can just reflect the things that you can't see back at yourself. They can allow you to discuss and understand, to try ideas in a safe space and to just feel like you're supported because sometimes we're so alone in this journey. And if you want to apply, there's a link to my website in the show notes and on my website there is a bit about me and a bit about the one-on-one coaching. And if you click connect, you can fill out the simple form at the top to apply and register your interest. And if you prefer, you can just DM me on Instagram and we can arrange it that way. Um, And once you've filled out the form or DM me, I will obviously reply. And even if you don't want to reply, you just want to say, hey, you listened to the podcast episode and it has helped you, I, I would love to hear that. So generally as well, to keep updated and for the lessons I'm learning myself, and bits I share on Instagram and hopefully some nice pictures of beach walks because I live near a beach so I take lots of beach photos. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at going for something and DM me to say hey, share me, share with me what your challenges are, what you're working on right now. Have you said that you are the only person to struggle? Have you said this in your head? How do you speak to yourself? Who's your inner critic? Um, and if you like the podcast on iTunes, subscribe, rate it, and either way, share your thoughts with me from the episode, screenshot it into Instagram stories, tag me, I would be so honoured to hear it. So I'm wishing you all fantastic weeks ahead, take care.